This podcast is sponsored by Barclay Estates and Management Bristol. Whether you're a landlord or a tenant, Barclay Estates and Management are committed to providing you with the best possible service. We provide a hassle-free service for landlords and access to properties all over Bristol and the surrounding areas. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast. Robin's reunited. On my left, I have got Bobby Shadow Williams, and on my right, I've got Jansen Derrick. Both players, one of our own, having come straight out of Scoreboys in the late 1950s. Uh, Robert Gordon Williams, That's right. also known as Bobby Shadow Williams, born in Bristol 1940, inside forward or winger. 214 appearances, 82 goals, nine braces, one hat trick at Southend, um, and four in a game at Halifax. Quite some goal scoring record there, Bobby. It was that week because uh, I scored three against Southend, I think on the Tuesday, yeah. and Halifax got four. <laughs> they didn't realise they were yeah, straight after yeah. each other. And the next one I scored, I think it was one against a rover, so I got eight. Well, that was the best one, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, always good to score against the Rovers. But no, that was eight in three games. Why? Growing up in Bristol, whereabouts in Bristol did you grow up? Benminster, Victoria Park. Okay, so close to Ashton Gate? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. followed Bristol City before you? Oh yeah, I was down there when I was 13, 14 on the railings. Why? But watching Big John Atchill. Yeah. And I said, one day I'm going to play with Atchill. And, and that, came, that came yeah, to that, pass? Yeah, that came true, yeah. Yeah. See, your debut was in uh, 1959, a home defeat to Lake Norrie. Lake Norrie 1-0. Yeah. yeah. And you played with John Atio in that game? or? I think so, yeah. And, and how, how was that? Was it everything you ever ever wished for? A bit fast, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where I was coming or going half yeah. the time. But, Brilliant. Uh, no, it was a great experience. Yeah. We um we we heard uh, you on Sound of the City the other day talking about your nickname, yeah, uh, the Shadow, and yes. a lot of people think it was because you used to to come in at ghost you know, in, ghost yeah. in, but yeah. it, it's no, not, it is it? No, it's it it's um you were trying to play football with some some lads at older the park, boys, yeah. yeah, older but boys, yeah, older boys. They wouldn't and, let me play. No, until the end of the week, I went across again. I was like, can I have a game? Can I have a game? <laughs> and this bloke saw me come and he said, here he comes again. Just like our shadow. Yeah, and that's stuck. And, and it's stuck. We spoke about the uh, the four goals at Halifax. Apparently you were two goals down. Yes. And it was a half-time team talk or a grilling from Fred Ford. Fred Ford. Absolutely. Saucers being thrown around and yeah, uh, yeah, that was there, yeah. turned the game around. Let's Jansen, come over Jansen come over to Jansen. <laughs> so uh, Jansen, we'll come on to your stats in a minute, but uh, your memories of that half-time team talk. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Halifax, down in the dip, the ground. Um, we were getting hammered. And Fred came in half-time, threw a tray of drinks across the dressing room floor and told us we were, well, I'm not going to use the language. Because, <laughs> not very uh, good. But uh, we were West Country weaklings. Right. And then uh, we need to harden up like the Northerners. Yeah. And um, Shad scored the goals in the second half and uh, we ended up uh, winning. Brilliant. Love it. Um, the man marking me that day was a bloke called Eric Harrison. Okay who was the man who brought Bex and all that youth team players. Oh, through. right, okay. Yeah. He was uh, so the youth team manager for Bex, who was it, Neville. 
But, but Scholes, yeah, all Neville, all all Neville. Yeah. Oh, wow. But he couldn't stop me that day. No, he couldn't. <laughs> could not, absolutely. So, so Jansen Derrick, born in Bristol in 1943, City player from 1959 to 71, left winger, 302 appearances, 35 goals. Debut was a 3-1 defeat at Lincoln, age 16. Correct. Wow. Um, so getting into the team, age 16. Yeah, the... I mean, the manager uh, was uh, a guy called Peter Doherty, came from Doncaster, and um, the city were in trouble. Uh, we were struggling, weren't we, at the bottom of the, yeah. bottom of the league, yeah. really. And um, a, a laddie paid, paid a lot of money for it in those days. Johnny McCann broke his leg, and, um, and uh, they stuck me in the team, yeah. Mm. And uh, I remember the game well. I don't remember the second game, but I remember, I remember <laughs> the first We always remember game. your first one, I expect, yeah. more. Yeah. Um, did you did you play? I know, obviously, we, we lost, but uh, did you play well? Um, I did all right, yeah. um, but I mean, I was only a young lad, wasn't I? Yeah, exactly. and we, I was in. I was coming into a struggling side anyway, so I, I didn't have a great deal. Of, we didn't have a great deal of help, did we? Shaw was only three years older than me anyway. Yeah, um, and some of the older players really were um, were not up to it really. But your first goal, your first goal came in a one 0 win at home to Bournemouth, and I'm assuming like you remember your first appearance. Do you remember your first goal? No, 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 I can't. No, 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 it's no. okay. Was it, obviously, you scored 35 goals in in your time at Bristol City. Were they majority of them left foot, right foot header? Um, a bit of both, really. Yeah. Um, I scored a, a um, I scored a, a, a long distance one. I remember at Villa, Villa Park. Um, some tappings, but yeah, a mm. bit of both. Yeah. And I scored a couple of my head as well. I scored a, a great header down the ground that people do talk about even now. Okay. Um, against, um, against um, I think it was Notts Forest or Derby. Well, Cluffy was manager. Ah. And uh, Lou Peters put sent a cross across on the edge of the box and I came in, shut my eyes, <laughs> and, uh, and it went bang right in the top corner. Love it. <laughs> it's always great to, great feeling when it goes bang in the top corner. Um, there was a fifth round FA Cup match at White Hart Lane on the 11th of March 1967, where I gather you played particularly well, uh, playing against players like Dave Mackay and Jimmy Greaves. Correct. How, yeah. was, how was that experience? That was a, you weren't there then, Chad, were you? No. No, it was, um, it was the fifth round of the FA Cup. Um, I think it was like 60,000 there. Um, and Spurs had a good side then. Mm. Um, Dave McCoy, Jimmy Greaves, uh, Cliff Jones, uh, Norman, um, Knowles, he was full-back with Martin, Cyril Knowles. Um, I think it was Cyril. He had a brother who played as well. It was Cyril. It was Cyril, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, we equipped ourselves well that day, yeah. Mm. And we missed a... We had a penalty in a crucial time. And I think it was Chris Crow that took the penalty and missed it. And the referee made, made us take the kick again because the keeper agreed. Well, so I want, obviously, Tony Ford isn't here, but I've got it down as Tony Ford took the first. Well, it might have been Tony. Yeah. Took, Tony took Tony the first. Tony and Chris, Chris Crow. Pat Jennings saved it. Yeah, but and it was retaken. Retaken, and then and Chris then Crow took it Crow and hit the corner flag. And they said, and before the match in halftime, they said, just watch the ball over the top for Jimmy Greaves. Mm. And what happened? Or went over the top, and Greavesy got onto it. He scored two, I and think. Uh, went down and threw Gibbo and uh, slide it home. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, it was a it was a good game. Brilliant, love it, love the story there. Um, we spoke briefly about assists there. Um, so Bobby Williams scored, sorry, eighty-two goals 
but we haven't got your assist stats, but you must have oh, must, be must have been a number of assists for, for Mr. Atio and Brian Clark. Must be 500. Yeah, 500, that sounds like a good number. Yeah. Well, John scores 361 goals. I think mm. you had 150 assists, and I yeah. had 150 assists. <laughs> we used to help him out. We used to This is the assist yeah. king podcast. We've done all the running, yeah. and John finished it. Yeah, he was a, he was a top player. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Um, so we've got a picture on the screen here with both of you in it. Um, so this is from 1964-65, the, the promotion season. Um, and obviously that famous promotion game against Oldham, 2-0 victory. I think this, the last goal from John Attio in the 83rd minute secured automatic promotion on goal difference. Mm. Um, but let's look at this squad here. Obviously we can pick out some players. 14 oh. players, 14 people on there are no longer with us. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Brian Thurlow there. Well, I know Connor. Les Bardsley and, and Harry Dolman definitely. Chuck Gibbo. Chuck Dury. Chuck Dury gone. Gordon Lowe's in Terry Bush is gone. Esseridge, Mike Fresher. Briggs. Fred. Steve Stacey. Brian Clark. John. Yeah. So we spoke about Steve Stacey on the last podcast with yeah. Brian Drysdale. Yeah. Was, was he the first black footballer to play for Bristol City? I think he probably might be, yes. Yeah, he could have been. I think yeah. he might be. Yeah. So He's a great lad, Steve. Yeah. He, he was, yeah. Well, he, he lives is. in America yeah. now, doesn't he? Yeah. That's right, yeah, that's right. Bobby, you're sat next to Johnny Attio in that, in that picture, which... Ray Sabino, the other yeah, side. Yeah, which yeah. lots of Bristol City play, uh, fans mm. will know the name. Um, and uh, was, he a, was he a one-club man? Who's that? John Attio? Well, he was, yeah. John, the history of John was when he, um, he played for Plymouth, uh, Portsmouth, Portsmouth in the uh, Premiership, in, yeah. in the First Division. He had two games for Portsmouth. Ah, right, OK. So, and... The manager at the or the club at Portsmouth wouldn't allow him to sign part time. They said, "No, you're not signing part time. If mm. you don't sign full time, you're not signing." Right. And ultimately, Harry agreed with his dad that he could go part time in the city, and that's how he signed for the city. Because yeah. he was and a what, Bristol what, boy what, as well, wasn't he? Well, Dilton Marsh in no, Marsh. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he lived in Dilton Marsh. Yeah. Right. They've got a, they've got a, um, a road there named after him. Yeah. Oh, after right. close. Okay. Dilton Marsh. But the top wage was £20 a week then, so he was on that. So he, right. he wouldn't benefit himself only playing better football, probably, yeah. and moving. I noticed, yeah, top player. I noticed in that picture, Bobby, you're the only one actually, well, maybe Ann Jansen, both looking at the camera. Everyone else seems to be looking looking all over the place. Well, we're a bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a so, bit posers. It's a cracking picture. It's a cracking yeah. picture. Um Harry Dolman there on the left-hand side obviously yeah. did a lot for the club, club. as an yeah. entrepreneur and yeah. putting his money into football. Yeah. A few words on Harry Dolman, Jansen? Well, in those days, I mean, obviously I met Harry quite a few times. Uh, not that many times because in those days the, the board of directors were a little bit above... Separate. The, the workers. Yeah. Um, and, for example, um, to go in the boardroom, we only went in once a year. And that was at Christmas, Christmas, and they'd give us all a chicken each, a frozen chicken. And all the players yeah. used to give go up the stairs in the middle of the, of the Williams stand there, which is now the Lansdowne stand, and we used to go into the into the boardroom, and then they'd come in with all the chickens and give us one. So this isn't a joke? No. 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 They used to give us a no. frozen chicken. It's a, yeah, it's that was it's our it's gift for Christmas. Oh, yeah. it's a, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not even and a turkey? No, no, no it's a frozen it's chicken. chicken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And... Um, so you didn't see, I mean, you saw him about, because you saw his car pull up outside, yeah. which Marina still got it, HD 11. Oh, wow. Um, the the yeah, Harry Dorman 11. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, yeah, he'd done phenomenal things for the club, really. I mean, the Dorman stand was, was, yeah. his, uh, was yeah. his baby. 
Then he'd come round and shake your hand at Christmas, like he went up to John, oh John, blah blah. I just looked after him, patted him on the back. Then <laughs> I was stood next to John, and he looked at me. He said, "Who are you then?" Oh, <laughs> no. yeah. I set up all his goals. <laughs> so I said, "Oh, I'm Bobby Williams." He said, "Oh, you want to score a few more goals, don't you?" <laughs> and I was top scorer at the time, and I was at ten. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, you, I think he knew me. I think he yeah, was, he was, uh, yeah, was having you on. Yeah, having you on. But uh, yeah, he's done wonderful things for the club, Harry. And uh, so, Robin's reunited this podcast. I've spoken to um, a lot of players from the nineties and the noughties, and obviously the Ashton Gate eight, six of them yeah. um, in the months gone by. And in the latter ones, they've all got a story about Buster Footman, the the physio at the time. So on here, we've got Les Bardsley. Uh, who his son Chris was my physio in my yeah. when I was having some injuries in football. Um, any any stories about Les Bardsley? What well, he used to say to me, Shadow, you couldn't tackle a good old dinner. <laughs> he said, uh, well, I'm so, not known for my tackling, so go quick and close. Right. And then he used to he said, sixteen to drive Williams. He used to call me because I used to just poke him over the line. Right. Half the time. Six inches drive Williams, he said. Yeah, I couldn't take yeah. a look at our dinner. So he, he, had, he, he was right. So he had he had some something to say about the football as well as uh, as well what as the injuries. Player, like, as, he was uh, a right. good player. Yeah, yeah he played okay. for Man City. I yeah. didn't know. I didn't City? know that. Yeah. Yeah, he was top player. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. when we played six or seven, so he was a good player. He was out there. He yeah. joined in. He, he yeah. joined. Yeah, in. he was good. good on he, he doubled up as a coach as well yeah. as a physio. Because you had four on one wing, less on the other. I think he was a trainer first of all. Yeah, and then ah, he, then right. he took then he took the physio yeah. stuff afterwards. Ah, fantastic! He was great. But uh, yeah. great lad, and yeah, they had yeah. another they had another trainer come physio at that time called Lemon Southway. Right, remember Lemon? Well, yeah. yeah. He was a case. He was mine. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Substitutions. When did they come in? Because I'm not sure when they. Um, it was one of those it things. 12, it was twelfth man, wasn't it? To, it? But it was only for an injury, wasn't it? It wasn't. You couldn't. I can make remember. a tactical change, I think. I think I think the rule came in you could do what you want, but it was only one. Yeah. It was one sub. So that must have limited opportunities. Yeah. You know, when when you were squad. when you were twelfth man, you just travelled yeah, and looked after the kit and yeah. got the got the, the wicker basket out of the back yeah, of the coach. Yeah, the basket. Got the, got the <laughs> yeah, kit into the yeah. dressing room. And oh. Tied it up afterwards. Tied it, it up, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. I love it. So um so you left Bristol City, um, Bobby, and yeah. went to Rotherham. To Rotherham. Sixty five. How did that move come about? Was it uh Well Fred called, called me in one day after training, he said, Oh, we just had Rotherham United on the phone and they put in a very good bid, he said. I think you should talk to him. I said, But I'm not going for it, I don't want to go. Mm. So I went back out training and mm. he come out again, called me in about half a dozen times. He just, I said, No, I don't want to go up there for it. So him and Lana Smart said, look, more or less said, you've got to go up there because if you don't go, you won't be playing much here. They took me out to Leicester that day. He was smart, he was going, yeah, yeah, you've got to go, you've got to go. I thought, well, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. I don't want to go. Uh, went to Leicester, saw Rotherham. They offered me some money, so mm. I signed. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't obviously not your decision. It was no, more of a no. They more or less forced me out. Right? Mm. So uh, I'm glad I did now because I met some great people up there. I, I played with John Galley. John Galley was there, so I fit in well with him, and uh, I still talk on the phone now to people up there. So it wasn't a bad move in the end. Because Manchester was the manager, wasn't he? 
No, Danny Did Williams. Danny Danny Williams. Williams. Uh, Jeff Mansell come after. But I didn't want to go, obviously. No, well, you're a Bristol, well, Bristol boy, Bristol City fan. All the way through, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Janssen, it's, um, <clears throat> I think, must be one of the first Englishmen to go to Paris Saint-Germain. I was the first foreign player right. to play in the top division for Paris Saint-Germain. Wow. And so we've just heard about how the move to Rotherham came about. How did that move to Paris Saint-Germain? Well, what happened there was... Um, Alan Dix um, gave me a free truck. Well, it's the end of a contract, and mm. I, I was temp I was tempted to go somewhere else and somewhere yeah. else. And then I had a phone call from Arsenal Football Club, and um, they asked me they they asked me if I'd be interested to play in France. And um, they had a connection with Paris Saint Germain, Arsenal, mm. and uh, and it was agreed. And I flew over to um, Paris, met the people there, and. Um, and signed on the dotted line. Right? I, I lived there for in a um, hotel. And I, we got one, I got an apartment, and then my wife and kids joined me um, around about just before Christmas. Awesome. What year so, was that, Jess? Seventy-one, seventy-two. Because about the same time, I went to Belgium. He played in Belgium. I played in Belgium. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Last end. Okay. Yeah, they and they used to fly me over every weekend, put me in a hotel apartment. I used to play Sunday. Fly back Sunday nights, train with ready. Mm. About the same time. Wow, same time as me, yeah. You went so you're, to both, you're both trendsetters. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we were. We were one of the first, weren't we? We'll have to rename this one the trendsetters yeah. rather trendsetters. than the assist kings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was certainly the first English player, but I'm 100% I'm, I'm sure yeah. I was the first foreign player. Yeah, oh, you were. We had a few foreign players in the year before, yeah. but that was in the French second division. Amazing. They won it, and Could, then they went into the first. Because you lived over there, didn't you? Yeah, I lived over yeah. for a year. I, I just flew over for a yeah. year. <laughs> flew yeah. over, flew back. The lovely city. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, I've heard that in the 60s that you would play on Christmas Day and Boxing Day against the same team, home and away. Is that true? Yeah. That's true, yeah. How? So was it was it always a, like a, a local-ish team? Or? Usually a local. Usually, yeah. Usually like yeah. Plymouth. Or, Plymouth, we went down yeah. to Plymouth, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. One remember... I can remember Tony Cook playing for the City against Plymouth. Yes. And they got beat 5-1. Five, 5-5, five, five, yeah. And, um, and there was a rumour going around that Cookie, well, Cookie had had too much Christmas had, had drink. drink. Yeah. <laughs> it was just rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely rubbish. Yeah, yeah. And right. they come back to City on the, on the uh, a couple of days later. And, uh, City won 6, 5 or 6. And, yeah. and City beat Plymouth 6. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in terms of, you know... The, People talk in in the modern game about playing too many games, but you played one day and then played the next day, the same eleven often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same eleven, yeah. same eleven, and, and and any condition as well. I was going to yeah. say we're playing on mud baths. Exactly. Yeah, mud, we spoke about that. Like covered in snow now. as well. Oh yeah. Spoke about that earlier. Yeah. I mean, some of them pitches were probably frozen on Christmas Day. I can remember, yeah, yeah. I can remember. Shadow remember we played um, Sunderland in the FA Cup up at Sunderland. Oh yeah. And um, it was absolutely freezing. The snow had come down, <laughs> and they cleared the pitch. And it was all piled up all around the edge of the pitch, about four or five foot tall. The and it was snow. probably ice by then. And, and, yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah. And um, we got hammered. Yeah. 6-1. 6-1. 6-1. I can remember. I can remember. It was like yesterday. Yeah. Right at the post, five minutes. Charlie Hurley was sent around. <laughs> yeah. Big John Big... didn't want to know much no, about Charlie. no. no. Charlie was a bit of an animal. Oh, he was, yeah. Good player, mind. Yeah, well, yeah, skillful. Going back to the Chris, Christmas Day games, did you get many many fans coming to these? Oh, yeah, it used to be 
like people spending their Christmas yeah. days. Yeah. 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 Blimey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When did that stop? Not too sure, really. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. not not not, sure. not I can't yeah. remember it from my lifetime, yeah. which is like mid '80s yeah. when I started watching football. Um, but yeah, inc- incredible. Um, we we're here at the High Performance Centre. You know that we've spoken about the facilities at, at great length, and we've spoken about the, the quality of the pitches now and all of that. As as but both players, both um, men who got lots of assists, lots of goals. How would your game adapt in the modern sort of facilities in the modern you know the modern game? Oh, I think we do all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they give you time to play a bit. Because they keep it at the back, as you know, mm. goalkeeper, full back, centre half. Build up. Our patient. Game. It would suit our game, our game yeah. 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 I think so, yeah. yeah. Patient build and up. The pitches are a, are a big. Because um, we could both keep the ball, mm. we could keep possession, so yeah. we'd be all right. Pitches and the, and, the, yeah. and the ball. The ball is a little bit lighter, um, whereas the, the old one was a bit heavy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, when I first started, 15, 16, it was a lace up ball. Yeah, you want to add that? And, yeah. and, no, that's and, right. And the boots yeah. at that time, because when 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 you when I joined the city and I was a ground staff boy, your jobs were across the ground sweeping up, mm. cleaning the dressing rooms, the boot room, and they had to restud the boots. And those in those days, most of the boots had uh, leather banging studs, Stud which was right. yeah. which nails. Yeah, yeah. And um, so right. yeah, the game has changed oh, dramatically. Yeah. And I think with all the stuff they got now. It'd be lovely to be monitored and said, "Look, this yeah. is this is a part of your game. You've got to improve. Mm. Um, it's got to make you a better player." Yeah, well, you've got the analysts. Yeah, got to, be, got to make you a better player. With, them, with them studs, the trainer used to say on a Friday, "Take the top top bit off and leave the four nails sticking up." Yeah, that's what it was and icy. They, and they used to go out and play. Yeah, if, it, that, if it was hard icy conditions, yeah, and you had that. you had players come out with torn socks. I'm not surprised. And bloody legs <laughs> in them days. Oh yeah, blimey. It's different. It's a different world, and um, we've come to the end of our of our slot for this podcast. Um, I just want to say that, as a city fan, thank you so much for all that you did for Bristol City. And it's great that we're recognising yeah. players from the sixties, yeah. Ashton Gate Eight. Um, so it's great to look back as well as obviously looking forward. So thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. And uh, I'll, I'll see you guys tomorrow yeah. at, uh, at Ashton yeah. Gate. Lovely. Thank, thank you very so much. much. Take, Take care. care.